greatly appreciate the opportunity to speak to you across the world on these very important questions and I'm sorry that I haven't yet heard what Jeffrey Sachs has to say but I will start by making some observations on the role of science technology and innovation in moving towards a sustainable green society and first let me say that we have to be clear what we mean when we talk about a green economy uh, it is a dangerous term because it creates the impression that if we carry on what we are doing but we just make it a bit greener then we can solve the problems which afflict the world and I think it's very important to move away from that idea and realize that we are confronting very major global problems imbalances and risks and therefore we have to think much more deeply about the problem it is not just a question of what is called greenwash where we do things a little bit less damaging to the environment so what does that mean well what does it imply let me give you some examples um, the International Energy Agency in Paris has calculated that if we are to meet the basic energy needs of 9 billion people in 2050, 9 billion people at least in 2050, we will need to double world energy output to do that. At the same time, we know from the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, um, we have to cut emissions of greenhouse gases by around 80%. That's a pretty serious challenge, to double energy output and cut emissions by 80%. And the only possible way it can be resolved is through new solutions brought to us by research. And this research has to be not just in incremental improvements to what we're doing, it has to be in basic research to find fundamentally new solutions if we are to meet the scale of the challenge. The problem is rather similar in the field of agriculture. I was saying that we will have to increase world food production enormously if we are to meet the food security needs of billions of people. And in order to do that in a very fragile world environment, which is already under enormous pressure, with that we'll need to invest far more in agricultural research. Unfortunately, over the last 15 to 20 years, agricultural research has received less funding rather than more. Therefore, this is another challenge. So we now understand that the present path of world development, which we are committed to, is not a sustainable path in the longer term. And that implies that we have to undertake major restructuring of our economies, our energy systems, and so forth. And in this process, the role of science, technology, and innovation in all its different facets will be critical. Uh, in short, the issues which are the focus of UNESCO, which is to say science, education, and culture, namely they have to find new sources of economic activity and employment and they have to find new ways of becoming competitive again in a world economy and the developing countries face enormous challenges across the world in fields of food security health water energy and of course employment uh, because employment is crucial to preserve political stability and to give people the chance to have lives of dignity uh, and, and satisfaction. 
So in all these areas, science and research and technology are going to be absolutely crucial. And they are crucial in many different respects. The first is that it is through science that we can find new solutions, as I have said. Uh, mm -hmm. In order to make this work, we need to help the developing countries to build up their own capacities to handle research and to develop their own solutions in their own cultural and, and ecological contexts. And this can be helped by the dissemination of knowledge and technology worldwide, which can bring very rapid results. So in fact, we have big problems, but we also have enormous opportunities. Let me conclude just by specifying a little bit more clearly what science and technology can bring to help us to resolve the problems which threaten the future of us all. The first, as I've said, is that basic research in energy and many other areas, including agriculture, nutrition and health, can find new solutions. And there are very exciting lines of research in progress all over the world today. Uh, what is needed is substantial increases in investment into research and development but unfortunately, because of the financial crisis and other reasons, research is being cut back in many countries, not increased, particularly agricultural research in the developing world. Moving from basic research, you then come to applied research and technological development. And here, a lot is going on all over the world with some considerable successes. In China, they are working heavily on something which they call the circular economy to reduce the resource and energy intensity of their production processes. There are huge opportunities to improve resource and energy efficiency. And the government of Korea, for example, is adopting very important and major investments in order to move towards a green economy, not purely because they are concerned about the environment, but also because they see it as a remarkable area for new employment opportunities and exports. We can also move to disseminate widely known existing solutions, and we're not doing that on the scale required. A particular example is energy efficiency. It has been calculated by Chinese experts that they could double their GDP without increasing their installed energy capacity if they could increase their energy efficiency to mid-level OECD. So there are huge opportunities for saving energy and becoming energy efficient simply by applying technologies which are widely known on a large scale. A further point is that, as I've repeatedly said, employment is going to be a crucial factor in all our countries, how to provide employment for a growing population across the world. And of course, it is through investment in new technologies that we create the jobs and the entrepreneurial opportunities. So there is a need to focus on the employment potential of science, technology and innovation. To conclude, finally, all of this depends on the improvement of what is called human capital. We have achieved enormous progress in literacy, in health, in life expectancy over the last 50 years.
And this has been brought about partly by what is called technological progress, which drives our economies, at least in the developed countries. And technological progress is simply a short term for improvement in skills, research capacities and knowledge which lies at the roots of modern economies. We have to focus on that and here you have to move from the hard sciences which everybody thinks about to the social sciences. We are failing in many intellectual respects to manage the world intelligently. We need new ideas, new policies, new strategies uh, and these will only come from serious efforts in the social sciences which is a challenge to our educational systems as well. Okay. Uh, so I believe that science, technology and innovation, if we use it properly, can help us greatly to resolve the problems which now threaten the future of us all. Thank you.